Welcome to our first edition of the Early Learning Podcast, focusing on the Early Years Learning Framework, a revolutionary document. My name is Jackie Ward, I'm the Early Learning Coordinator, and I am here today with Jess Lavers, uh, Peter Two extraordinaire, and we're just going to chat about a few things that we think are really important for people to know um, about the Early Years Learning Framework. Thank you, Jackie. What a lovely entrance. (laughs) So I thought we'd sort of um, first talk about a little bit about the history, because um, I think if, um, as Jess mentioned before we started, you know, when you start into the profession at any given time, you don't necessarily know um, the history of of the document, where it all came about. Um, And I think it's really important to note because there were a lot of changes at that time. There was a groundswell of political support for early childhood in response to the evidence base that early childhood is really important for life trajectories. So, um, And a lot of research went into the early years learning framework, so it's important for people to understand how that came about. That's right. And a team of academics worked on that um, and sector representatives as well. And also, you know, that research, I guess, was framed in the idea of trying to create a uniquely Australian learning framework, which I think is awesome because it really reflects our uh, context in terms of our um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and also... Multicultural. Yes. Families and children. And um, it really focuses on the United Nations Conventions on the Rights of the Child um, and looks at that document throughout... Yeah, which is awesome. So uh, the other thing is, I guess, um, you know, moving on to the idea of the how the document is structured. And one of the reasons why I like to point this out is because I find that people tend to go straight to the learning outcomes or perhaps they're more familiar with the principles or and they kind of forget about the rest. And forgetting about the three guiding words that represent the early years learning framework. So we have belonging, being and becoming. For our young children. And they're tricky ideas, I think, um, and really sort of spending some time getting to know what do they mean, what do they mean for educators, what do they mean for families as well is really important. And I think the principles then are really important as well to sort of be always helping us to sort of keep us on on track, I guess, professionally. Yeah, and they really link to family, community and culture. And um, if we do think of belonging, being, becoming the principles, the practices and the learning outcomes, we also need to remember that this document was developed for children birth to eight years. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which is a good point. There's lots of great ideas there that link in um, to school ideas, concepts, um, syllabus content, general capabilities. There is a little mapping across both spaces, I think, as yeah. well. And if we look at the structure, the purpose of it is to encourage preschool educators to focus on what children can do, as well as supporting and guiding individual individual learning programs. Yeah, I think you make a really good point there. Often when I look at people's, um, you know, documentation and records, there's not a lot of information about that child's current knowledge. Children bring a wealth of knowledge to their um, preschool or to their school or wherever, and and we need to draw on that to build on that knowledge. Focus on their achievements and their strengths and their interests and then take them to their goals from that. And then I think the sort of next level that is um, often sort of... um, 
I don't know, skipped over or misunderstood or whatever, is the practice section. And for me, this is like the most important bit of the early years learning framework because it really teaches people how to implement high quality pedagogy. Yeah. 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 So if you don't read that section, then you don't really know how to teach in the early childhood space. And um, the practices really guide you on how to implement those learning experiences to cater for all individual children. And the concept of learning through play is really unpacked in there. There's, you know, some poignant words, I think, about intentional teaching, mm-hmm. cultural competence. There's lots of great, um, you know, things that can um, uh, support you, I guess, in your professional judgment and decision making. Um, the whole document itself, you know, it's a, if you're ever having some challenges, I don't know what to do in this space, you can find the answers in the Early Years Learning Framework. And it guides you with your assessment for learning for the children. So how are we going to do that? How can you reflect that? Let's read the practice that says assessment for learning. Yeah, there's lots of great information in there, isn't there? It talks about gathering rich and meaningful information and planning. The whole document talks about planning really complex for complex learning and rich ideas and I think... Supporting children to be critical thinkers. Yes, yeah, definitely, which kind of brings us to the learning outcomes bit, as I said, which is something that people are more familiar with. But I tend to see references a lot to, you know, LO4 or LO4.1 and I go, what does that really mean when people write that? And I think um, there's a real focus for educators to go to learning outcome five or learning outcome four, but... Um, it's important to reflect on, have I looked at learning outcome two? Have I, have I thought about um, my families and their culture and their beliefs in my programming for children? Um, and reflecting on all the learning outcomes, not just focusing on one particular one. Definitely. And I think, um, you know, the idea that you break up the learning outcome into the key components underneath, those are big overarching ideas, those five learning outcomes. And the key components underneath are the bits that really give you the detail about what you're looking for. What the children are achieving. And then in the right hand column, it's it guides educators on how can you extend that? What can you do next for the child? So it it really guides and supports educators to um, provide a high quality learning environment for the children. Yeah, definitely. And it's not about what to teach. So that's the difference, I guess, with the early years learning framework as a curriculum for early childhood. It's not it's not giving you content in there, but it's giving you, um, you know, ideas and concepts and dispositions for learning as to, you know, and general what capabilities. what I really like I is that educators can write their own notes underneath that. So over time, as their understanding of the early years learning framework develops, they can then start writing their own points about where they would take that learning and and have that team meeting where you're discussing your points on. Definitely. And I think that, you know, that brings us to sort of that final point about the fact that it's not a one-time only read, the Early Years Learning Framework. It's, it's a cyclical process of engagement where you read something, you reflect on it, and as you Uh, your practice deepens, your understanding deepens, your thoughts change about whether or not, you know, when you first read something like that, you might go, oh, yes, I do. Um, I'm very responsive in my teaching. And then as you think about it and and you unpack all the words in the Early Years Learning Framework, you think, yeah, there's lots of times in my day where I'm not being as responsive as I could be. Yeah. And um, 
it really helps educators to reflect on their practice in that way. Um, I also find that the early years learning framework, using that language when you're communicating with families, so using the language of the principles and the practices, helps you to build those relationships with families. And then when you are documenting children's learning, using that language in your documentation and then speaking with the families using that language, um, it really connects families to their child's learning. I couldn't agree with you more, Jess. That's one of the things that I always say when, you know, instead of quoting the numbers and, you know, ref, you know, or quoting all of the words within it, is, you know, articulating those ideas in your own language but still using those sort of concepts. Yeah, you know? like um, Johnny's an effective communicator and then using those indicators to explain how he's an effective communicator. Yeah, that's right. He's engaging with lots of different texts. You know, he loves to read, you know, some of the factual books as well as the, you know, he's reading the signs around the room. He's doing all sorts of different things. So you're kind of breaking down that, you know, children engage with a range of media to make meaning. Make it more personable. Yeah, definitely. Well, I just um, want to say thank you, Jess. I think this has been a great uh, little introduction to the document itself. Is there anything else you wanted to add? I just want to thank you, Jackie, for letting me be a part of this um, podcast. I think the early years learning framework educator modules that are coming out are really going to support our educators in department preschools to um, provide high quality education and care for our children. Awesome. Thanks, Jess. Thank you. Thank you.